What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every single day, free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. So why don't you make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen? It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. Today's show, we're talking about Damian Lillard because he went nuts. Nuts. Tied, set a record for most three-pointers made in the first half, tying his own record of eight threes made in a half. Tied his own franchise record for 11 threes made in a game. Uh, If the Blazers hadn't been beating the snot out of the Timberwolves, he would have had a chance to break the NBA's all-time record for made threes in a game. Helped the Blazers get that sweep of the Timberwolves in a two-game series. Didn't even play the fourth quarter. He was absolutely magic. And I don't even think that it's just that he that he had his 38 points is how he got him. I want to talk about the how in the second segment because it's it's meaningful for both tonight and moving forward for the Blazers. I think the I think the way Dame went about torching the T-Wolves and boy did he torch him was really meaningful and then we'll close with some news and notes uh Gary Payton mini health update and Greg Brown the third back in the G League we'll talk about who's not there who's not going with him but first let's do what we do on this podcast it's the fastest recap in the West the Blazers win 133-112 the T-Wolves stink that's your fastest recap in the West their defense was just sad Sad, but uh, that's for later on. Let's get into the fastest recap. Blazers up 33-27 after one, and Dame had 10 in the first quarter, hit three of three from three. In my notebook, I'm like, hot start. Nice little start from Damian Lord. Aggressive early, making three-pointers. Look at, look at him go. Boy, was I wrong. Because <laughs> he was about to get a lot hotter. Blazers up six at, at the end of the first quarter, and then they they went nuts in that uh, in that second quarter when Damian Lord scored 17 points, hit five three-pointers. He started eight of nine from uh, from three, made eight of his first nine three-pointers, hit five in that second quarter, finished with 16 in the quarter, and the Blazers take a 70-59 lead at the break. Um, T-Wolves were, were, it was a pretty nice shot making. Like D'Angelo Russell was making shots. Uh, Jalen Noel was making shots. Like they were, um, T-Wolves were hanging around for the first two quarters, but Dame was magnificent. 27 points and a half. Like he, he's got in the first half, 27 points on nine of 13 shooting and eight of 10 from three. He's got eight threes, which ties his own record for made threes in any half. It's the Trailblazers franchise record for most made threes in a first half. Like he's just, he's He's not going to do it twice, but he might. <laughs> like, that's how good he was. It was just, like, so, so, so special. And 70, the Blazers, you know, they're, they're high in the first half of this season on pace for a buck 40. They would have scored 140 if they'd had to play their starters down the stretch. Like, they um, they didn't really, the fourth quarter was a, was a formality because the way the game went. Blazers would have scored a buck 40. Third quarter, they really put this game away. Briefly, the T-Wolves cut it to 10. And the Blazers just ripped off a double-digit run, 11-0 run, and pushed it even further from there. They led 106-84 after three, a 22-point lead. Dame had 11 more points in the third quarter, and Chauncey Billups left him in the game until there were 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter, a little bit longer than he usually stays in third quarters to allow Dame to chase the record. 
14 threes by Klay Thompson is the is the most made threes in a game. And Dame missed his final couple looks at it. He missed a he missed a deep pull up. He missed a catch and shoot, pretty wide open catch and shoot and transition that that uh um that Justice Winslow set him up for. Like you know, he, in some ways, law of averages. But he also got hit in the thigh with about about midway through the third quarter, and he missed some shots after he got hit in the thigh. So maybe he's you know just missing just the tiniest little bit missing your legs. You can't ace. 32 footers like he can and Damian Lord can ace some 32 footers he's really you, you've heard of him he's really special uh so through through three quarters Damian Lord's got 38 points he's made 11 of 17 threes you know he would have had to be close to perfect like he not too many dudes have had these games where you hit. Dame has had so many. Of, uh, he's had more games than anyone else in the league where he's made more than 10 threes on less than 20 attempts. He just goes nuts. Uh, it's 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 really special. Um, it, you know, Steph Curry's in a land of his own with nine. He has 38 games of nine or more made threes or eight or more made threes. Rather, Damian Lord is second with 11. Like it's just it's Steph's on another level. But Dame has these heater moments where he just gets hot and the volume is a little bit less. Nobody has um, these efficiency type games like Dame. Uh, it's obviously like kind of an arbitrary number. Curry's Curry's wild. They're in a cl- Curry's in a class of his own, and then there's another subclass, and it's Damian Lord. There's nobody like him except for that one other dude who there's nobody like. It's they're just it's just rare, rare, rare air. Dame through three quarters, thirty eight points, eleven of seventeen from three. Uh, he's just played twenty nine minutes, and the question is, are you going to come back in the game? Are you going to come back? You know he's he's he's. Uh, he's rubbing his he's rubbing his uh, quad as soon as he got hit in the thigh. Like he's clearly just like got need by Kyle Anderson trying to get around Anderson, and and he's like, "Ow, that hurt." Dame was mad right away. Like, "Ow, that hurt." That it's a bad place to get hit. Soft tissue, bruises, all those things kind of um, can be hard. You play basketball every other night for four months, hard thing to deal with. But he goes to the bench, and it's like maybe. But Minnesota blew it down the, like, you know, they, they had it, like, just remotely close enough. If it's in with, like, 15, 16, 17, maybe Dame does come back. But Minnesota's defense was so pathetic to close the quarter. Drew Eubanks is slapping out offensive rebounds. Justice Winslow is punish, punishing them on the offensive glass. Right at the end of the third quarter, Josh Hart gets a put-back bucket to end the quarter. The Blazers go up 22, and it's like, yeah, we're not going to see Dame. And then it became just inevitable the first play blazers first possession of the third quarter jeremy grant gets a dunk second possession of the third quarter justice winslow drives to the rim and gets an uncontested layup right past rudy gobert chris finch the timberwolves head coach calls a timeout he's pissed because his team hasn't played one moment of defense all game long not even one moment of defense um and now all of a sudden a 22 point lead is like within 40 seconds is a, is a 26 point lead and it just you aren't going to bring Dame back to chase it particularly when he needed four threes to break the record if he needed one or two yeah let's put him back in for two minutes and just let him chuck up some shots he's one of the great shooters of all time he'll get it four is too many because four you're going to need six shots at least um, it's just like it's it's too many and the T-Wolves are going to be all over him and are going to be mad that he's hunting a record and all those things no reason to risk it the quad injury made no reason to risk it and so instead with six minutes left, Chauncey Billups did the right thing. He emptied the bench, and the Blazers cruise to an easy one. That's 133-112. That's your slowest recap in the West. Usually I do those faster, but this one was really special. Uh, Damon Lord, 38 points. That's what he finished with. 11 of 17 from 3, 13 of uh, 13 of 21 from the floor. 
Jeremy Grant had about as quiet a 24.9 on 7 of 12 shooting as you could possibly have. That's like a wild efficiency from, from Jeremy Grant. Do not remember it. Will not remember it. Uh, Justice Winslow had a really nice game off the bench with uh, 10 assists, 6 boards to go with 9 points. He hit a 3-pointer. Josh Hart, second straight game. He's made multiple threes. Really good sign from Josh Hart. Back-to-back games with 3 attempts from 3. That is the ninth game this season he's taken 3 threes. Shoot the ball, Josh. Uh, he finished with eight and seven. I thought Yusuf Nurkic had a great game. I thought he had a. I thought he had a really good game. Sixteen points or fourteen points, sixteen rebounds, and four assists from Nurk in twenty-five minutes. He was really good. Avery Simons, Blazers didn't need him. I thought. I thought Ant had a nice game, but like they just didn't need him. What he does is go score, and the other dude was going to score. Uh, Ant finished with twelve points, four rebounds, and six assists. Shaden Sharp had 14 off the bench. Uh, a lot of that came in garbage time. But quite frankly, the Blazers blow someone out and you get to watch Shaden Sharp play garbage time. That is about as fun as it gets. He had a crazy reverse layup. He had a big tip dunk. Uh, it was a reminder that I wish we'd got to see him in Summer League because he would have really, really, really shown out in a lower level of competition in Vegas. Uh, on the other side, D'Angelo Russell had 23. Jalen Noel had 17 off the bench. He was really good. Anthony Edwards, 17 on 6 of 16. He was not good. And Rudy Gobert, who had a big night last night, still had 20 rebounds, 16 and 20, big stat night, but but the Blazers handled the Frenchman and they beat Minnesota twice. Like anecdotally, it's hard to beat these teams twice in these home home sets. Like when you play a team twice on the same court, it's it it is um certainly a challenge. Uh the Blazers took care of it because Damian Lord was so special. But it was how he was so special that's meaning to me. It's meaningful to me. It's not like it, uh, I, I was watching this game with the family on the couch and you know, we're like, I'm chatting with my wife and she's saying like, man, this is fun. It's like, yeah, Damian Lord is incredibly fun. But to me, like I'm going to watch and enjoy Dame because I love basketball and Dame is just, he's dude's a treat. Like few, few people on earth can get as hot as he gets. And then it's when he gets going, it's like this one's going in and I know it, but it was the how that Damian Lord did that was so special. He did it off the ball off the ball eight catch and shoot three pointers in this game let's talk about why off the ball of dame the magic of off the ball dame matters that's what we'll do in the second segment but first i want to tell you that this show is brought to you by prize picks it's daily fantasy made easy i use the app but you can also go to prizepicks.com i like the app because it's clean and easy to use and then you can make your selections in under 60 seconds but prizepicks.com will get you there if that's how you want to do it if you're not a mobile user the picks, here's how it works. You're picking between two and six players, and you are just selecting if they're going to go above or below the projections set by Price Picks. I play NBA, so we're talking points, rebounds, assists, and things like that. Uh, they, they got other sports too. They got the NFL while it's still rolling along. You can play, uh, you can play golf. You can play tennis. You got college basketball for men's, both on the men's and the women's side. Uh, you're gonna find everything you're looking for on Price Picks every game, and make an, make an entry quickly. You get it right, all six of your picks. You can win up to 25 times, but you don't have to get all six right. You can pick four out of six or five out of six or three out of six and win a slightly smaller pot. And when you win, you get your money quickly fat with fast and safe withdrawals. So why don't you go to prizepicks.com right now or go to the app? And if you are making your first deposit, they're going to match you up to a hundred bucks when you use the promo code locks on. That means you put in a hundred bucks, give you a hundred bucks, put in 50 bucks. They'll match you with 50 bucks when you use that promo code locked on at prize picks. That's on the app or go to prizepicks.com. Don't forget to use locked on when you sign up. That's prize picks daily fantasy made easy. Oh, right. 
talk about Damian Lillard. First of all, how fun, how, how friggin' fun was that? Like that, that's the special part about Dame is you can see it coming. Um, Chauncey Billups once described it as Damian Lillard's shots are louder than everyone else's. And I think that is the perfect explanation of what it's like. When, when, when Anthony Simons gets rolling, it's like, oh, this is fun. You know, when, when, when Jeremy Grant gets rolling, it's like, dang, JG is really good. When Dame gets rolling, the roof blows off. You can hear it on Mount Hood. Like it's like close your windows in Estacada. You can feel it. It is, it's, it is a different type of run. It is a different type of noise. He is that special. And he's that special because you've seen him do it before. You've seen him get going. And then it's like, are they going to stop him? No. And he, he's the king of the heat check, right? Cause he'll say, you're going to guard me at, at 40 feet. I'll shoot from 41. You're going to guard me at 29 feet. I'll shoot from 33. Like, um, you're going to press up on me. I'm going to get to the rim. I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. But in this game, it wasn't the pull up in your face, determined and defiant Damian Lillard who, who makes the, who blows the roof off the building. It was the platonic ideal that the Blazers have been chasing for a half decade. This was Damian Lillard off the ball. The Blazers have chased this in so many different ways. When he was younger, they would get uh, point guards to play alongside Dame. Uh, Eric Maynor for the real ones. Uh, Mo, Mo Williams, Steve Blake, where they'd bring a point guard off the bench and let Dame play two next to that point guard and, and let him get sort of an attack mode and get going. Then as Dame sort of took over the reins and was clearly the franchise, they tried to find that player in other spots. They tried to find it with Evan Turner. They tried to find it with Mark, Mario Hazonia. Um, even to some extent, they tried to make, they've tried to make CJ McCollum and Amphrey Simons do a little bit more of that when Dame's in the game. It's never worked like it worked tonight. Damian Lillard had eight, made eight of his first eight catch-and-shoot three-pointers. He's getting clean looks, off the ball, stepping into clean ones. When we talk about the Blazers, so many times we talk about Anthony Simons as one of the great catch-and-shoot shooters in the league, and he really is. He's one of the best shooters in the league. He's one of the best shooters in the sport. Like, he's just, he's fantastic. Damian Lillard grades out as a better catch-and-shoot guy, a better spot-up player than anyone on the roster. His volume is just pretty low. He doesn't take advantage of it because he's an on-ball guy. That's his comfort. Uh, coming into the night, Damian Lillard was averaging 4.3 catch-and-shoot three-point attempts per night. It's a pretty good number. Four, you know, he shoots about 11 a game, a little over 11 a game. So, like, a, a little more than a third of his attempts come on come via the catch-and-shoot, via the catch, to quote uh, former GM. Uh, they... You know, it's not like he doesn't do it. It's just the volume's low. He's, you know, two-thirds of his shots come off the dribble. He is one of the great off-the-dribble shooters that the league has ever seen. He's very special. But tonight, it wasn't that he took more. He made eight. He generally takes four a game. He made eight catch-and-shoot threes in this one. It completely bends the defense if Damian Lord is an off-ball spot-up guy. And they did it. In a really did it in a couple really smart ways. They run this set, and I, I don't know what it's called. Um, if my life was a little bit different, I would go into the arena and ask them, but that's not an option for me right now. But uh, you will see them do this a bunch. Uh, the forwards go into the corners. You send the, the forwards to the corners, a uh, little like Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant will be in the corners, and you'll see uh, at, at basically the top of the key or the, the nail at the foul line. 
they will put the center. The Yusuf Nurkic will be right there in the middle of the court. And then Ant and Dame will split the court at the hash marks, like far out, not at the three-point line, but the hash marks. So like six steps, four steps beyond the three-point line. And the pass will trigger what the action is. So Dame will pass it to Amphrey Simons and then uh, he'll get a screen from, uh, from the center to come back to the ball. And then... Ant will either pass it to him or he won't pass it to him and he'll flow into something else. But that the if you pass or you don't pass, it triggers the action. The Blazers probably run maybe six or seven or eight different actions out of that set. Where, but depending on where the ball goes, if you throw it into the center, the actions are a little bit different. But that's the that's the look that they run a bunch, and they ran that they ran that to death uh, in in um, in this game, and it worked wonderfully it not only allows dame to get a screen going towards the ball allows him if that doesn't work allows him to get a screen a down screen to head into the paint and then he can head back out with an exit screen where he gets a pin down screen from someone else this is really x's and o's heavy but what i'm talking about is what what i'm saying here is that it allows dame to get multiple screens off the ball multiple looks if he continues to move and that's the weak side action because the ball will be in Amphrey Simon's hands where he's running a pick and roll or he's running a dribble handoff with the center who's screened for Damon then gone to set a screen for the ball or who's or uh, they pitch into the post to Justice Winslow and then that screen fire lets uh, they run a they throw it in the post there for a Winslow and they can run a stagger screen where Dame comes off too like they have so many different actions and they they just spam that action they spam that set to death and Damon Lord got everything he wanted out of it. He had seven. He took seven catch and shoot threes in the first half, and he made seven. He usually takes four a game. He doubled his volume in the first half, and he just happened to make them all because he's really stinking good. This is the future. It's not that I want Damian Lillard to play shooting guard. I do not want him to be off the ball all the time, but I want him when he's off the ball to be scary and terrifying and lethal not just like okay pitching an ant i'm gonna stand over here you have to stay standing near me because i'm really good at shooting but the the action is on the other side of the court dame running through a screen not even like you know sprinting baseline through five screens steph curry and ray allen style but just screen down i can pop back up action goes the other way i can just be on the opposite side of the floor but i've moved one time I've, I've gone through one action to kind of take my man through something to to engage the defense and now they're looking at the, the now they have you know seen me go through one action but now they've got to pay attention to the ball because Anthony simons is a really good offensive player and he's going to be a problem or justice winslow is a really good offensive player a really good passer and he's going to you know get in, get to where he wants to go and, and make reads and make make it happen the Blazers ran that action a bunch. They got Dame spot-up looks in transition. And that is that is what is going to be the next evolution for Damian Lillard, is being this off-ball threat. I want him to run a million pick-and-rolls. I want him to take pull-up threes. I want him to do what he does best. Uh, big, If you listen to this podcast, a big thing that I believe in is, like, let the players do what they do best. Like, the Blazers should just run a bunch of pick-and-rolls with Ant and Dame because that's what they're best at. Just do what you're best at every time down the floor. But the wrinkle where Dame, where Ant is running a pick-and-roll on one side of the floor because they've triggered that action and, and Dame is running through, you know, an exit screen from Josh Hart or whatever it is on the backside— that's the beauty of it because Dame is not just stagnant. Dame moves a little bit. It is so, so, so dangerous. And then what happens when Dame hits 
his his eighth catch and shoot three. Well, now the floodgates are open because now they've got to pay so much attention to him. They can't leave him on the backside, and you're just you're getting easy looks. The Blazers, uh, you know, other other Blazers splashed in threes. They hit nine three pointers in this game. There's probably looks that uh, that were cleaner, certainly for one for Josh Hart and one for Justice Winslow, because the team was so pulled in and focused on the other side. Uh, this was. I don't know that they can repeat this level of success, right? Like, I don't think, you know, making eight three-pointers in a game is pretty special. Dame's done it less than 15 times in his career, and he made 11. Like, he's, he's really good. Uh, but, but, but it is, there is, there is a, a hint of how they can play in the future there. There is a hint of what's next for them with Dame off the ball. Get him off the... This was as good as it's ever looked. So, like, this is the peak, right? So, I'm talking, like, somewhere a couple steps down from this is the expectation moving forward. But I think Dame seeing this happen, where he gets off the ball more and he lets Ant go for it, he lets Justice Winslow initiate some stuff, they throw into the post to Jeremy Grant, to Josh Hart, to Yusuf Nurkic, let those guys initiate things. And and Dame is lethal as a catch-and-shoot option opposite the ball or moving from the weak side to the strong side to come get a catch or sprinting in transition as they push the Blazers are 28th in pace this year you push a little bit more often and get Damian Lillard some some catch and shoot looks in transition you are terrifying the T-Wolves are freaking terrible on defense and they were freaking terrible tonight but the Blazers process was excellent the results were insane They scored 133, and they didn't need to play the fourth quarter, basically. They 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 won this game with 105 points in three quarters, right? Um, it's not always going to be that easy, but the process was really, really, really good. And it's something that Chauncey Billups has tried in a variety of ways, and I don't think it's been as successful. Tonight, it clicked. Tonight, it clicked for him, whether it was, certainly part of it was the T-Wolves, but but I think the process was better because it, it was less Dame starting on the baseline and coming towards the ball. It was more him starting out, cutting in and cutting back out, like starting starting spaced out at the three-point line and then making his move as opposed to starting on the baseline where everyone on earth knows that he's going to come towards the ball. It's just too obvious. Um, make Give him a little more variety based on where he stands as plays initiate, and he can be lethal. He's one of the great shooters in the history of the sport. Getting him a variety of looks is really, really valuable. I love the catch-and-shoot stuff tonight. So darn good. So darn fun. Okay, close the show. we got news and notes. Uh, Gary Payton Jr. injury update, and Greg Brown is heading back to the G League, and he's the only one. I think that's worth noting. Uh, Join me in the third segment, won't you? But first... This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You could have bet the Blazers on Bet Online tonight. The Blazers to cover minus three and a half, and the over two twenty eight and a half. And you would have won them both. Uh, it got a little higher. It was like two thirty four and a half at one point. You would have won that one too. <laughs> uh, it was. Listen, the Devils are bad on defense. You could have had it. Regardless, if you don't want to bet on the NBA, there's going to be action on all the other sports. Still got NFL action for a few more weeks. Uh, you're going to get the final uh, final couple rounds of the World Cup here, uh, the semifinals and the championship round. There's going to be uh, European soccer when things boot back up. You got the NHL season rolling along. Uh, it's whatever you're looking for, futures bets on MLB, you're going to find it on Bet Online. So don't wait. Go take advantage. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Still a pass for his point guard. 
I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. We talked Damian Lillard at length. Got a little news and notes to close the show. Here's one, kind of an update, non-update. You know that Gary Payton II was not, av- was not available in this game. Um, it would have been much higher up in the show if, if Gary Payton had played. Uh, still would have been probably an asterisk considering how good Damian Lord was, but uh, Payton returned to practice last week. On Wednesday, he returned to practice for the first, was a participant in practice, formerly a participant in practice for the first time all season long. And then was ruled out for for Thursday's game against the Nuggets, but it was like, hey, Saturday, Monday, two home games against the T-Wolves, maybe we'll see Gary Payton. Didn't see him Saturday. Okay, maybe Monday. Uh, injury report comes out about 5, 5.30 Portland time on Sunday afternoon, still out. Didn't play in Monday night's game. Now the Blazers are heading for six on the road. Uh, a... A mentor of mine once when I was like, it wouldn't make sense for an NBA player to come back on on the road. Uh, shout out to Joe Freeman said, they can come back whenever the hell they want. <laughs> like it does, that doesn't matter. So I don't think it's no chance that he comes back um, during the six game road trip, but I think it's relatively unlikely. And I think it's relatively unlikely in part because sometimes if you're bringing a guy back, you just want him at home. So you're all your staff's there and all your thing, all your rehab action is there and you don't have to get on a plane and travel and all of those things. But um, Shams Tarania of The Athletic wrote today in his Inside Pass, which is like not a basketball thing. I do not know why it's called Inside Pass. Um, <laughs> but his, it's like a recurring note, like newsy notes column um, that's that that he writes. And it's uh, there's a bullet point at the end that says Gary Payton is expected to make his return in one to two weeks. Uh, the Blazers are gone for six games in 12 days. Two weeks would be after that trip. One week would be during that trip, so we'll see. But bummer that we haven't seen Gary Payton. Bummer. Um, he's still listed as you know return from injury reconditioning. So you know some of it is just he needs to get his body right. Uh, some reporting from Sean Hyken of a Rose Garden report suggests that it's just soreness after after uh, Gary Payton goes you know, gets himself playing. It's just how sore is his body, and he's just not quite where he wants to be yet. Um, whether that's the case or there's a mental hurdle of just like taking the taking you know going full throttle for as long as he would need to play to play an NBA game or it's a combination of several different factors no Gary Payton yet and it's a bummer it's a bummer uh, it's just uh, you want to see him play and then there's gonna you know it's gonna take some time to reintegrate him into the what the Blazers want to do and figure out where he fits and what he could do he's a weird player like he's not like just a he, he doesn't have a position his position is very good defender um, but like it's It'll be it's it'll take some time just to integrate him into the lineup and all those things, um, and it's like the closer we get, it's like okay, the we'll, they'll be up and running with with Peyton in 2023, 35 games into the season. It's just um, you know you're gonna get half a year of GP at this point, and it stinks, stinks. You want to see more of him because uh, when he's healthy, he's a very good player, as he proved last season. Uh, the other news and notes is that Greg Brown the third is back in the G League. He's on an assignment back with the. Uh, formerly Aqua Caliente Clippers, now known as the Ontario Clippers. Um, should have stayed the Hot Water Clippers. It was more fun. Um, I think this is 
meaningful in, in the slightest of ways. One, proof that the Blazers do not have a spot in the rotation, nor are they interested in Greg Brown playing NBA minutes. They think it is much more valuable to have Greg Brown go get seasoning in the G League, play games, play basketball, get a bunch of reps playing basketball, as opposed to have him on the bench active for break-the-glass emergencies. Um, they're just they're just going to suit up 12 for now. Neither of their two-way guys suited up tonight, and I think that's actually notable. John Butler Jr. and... Uh, and Abu Abaji, neither of them, uh, or excuse me, Abu Baji, neither of them uh, are down in the G League. Uh, two-way guys can be go down on flex assignments. Back in the 2016-17 season, Tim Quarterman, a Blazers two-way guy, played 21 games in the G League. as a bunch of a bunch of G League games. Quite frankly, I do not remember Tim Quarterman playing 21 G League games, but I looked it up. That's a bunch. Who knew at the time? Um, the, the the league rules have changed a little bit about how two-way players work since that season. So, um, you know, there's less incentive to send guys down. Also, the way the flex assignment works is you don't just get to say, if the Blazers don't have a G League team, which is just like, oh, problem for another day. But like, uh, they don't have a G League team. So to send guys to the G League team, they have to, they you say, hi, we would like to send X player down to the G League. And the teams that are, um, the G League teams that are affiliated, they decide whether they want to, whether they have a spot for you and whether they have interest in you. And then you kind of decide, okay, what's, what would your role, what your role be? How many minutes are you going to get? And the Blazers and the G league teams that are interested in, in accepting their players via the flex assignment kind of work out an agreement. Um, but everyone gets to, the G league teams get to make a claim. The Blazers could do that with, um, Abu Baji and, and John Butler, but it is, they wouldn't necessarily be playing with Greg Brown. They wouldn't be playing with each other. And I think the Blazers think it's probably more valuable for two-way guys to be in the system, work out with their players, uh, work out with their coaches rather, kind of learn learn the ropes, learn what NBA life is like, and, and, and go from there. Um, whereas Brown has, you know, he's had a couple years of, of, of seizing and he just needs reps. Like he just needs to play basketball and there is not, um, you know, he's not going to play. If he's on the team, clearly he's behind um, Jabari Walker in the pecking order uh, if, if you're just looking for like a, hey, we need another forward to play some emergency minutes. And if Walker's healthy, he's going to be ahead of Greg Brown. Um, and I think, I, you know, I, I think it is notable that even though um, the two-way guys were, uh, were up, for this game, like they're on the bench, they're inactive. They were not in jerseys. Yeah, they, the Blazers are not wasting, you know, you only get to play so many games on the active roster, 50, I believe. The Blazers are not wasting an active roster game on a night like this. I thought um, there's a chance Baji might get a, a, a jersey just because, hey, let's get another center in there just because, just in case. Uh, Blazers didn't choose to do that. That is not the direction they're going. They are... I mean, they're comfortable with the group they have. They're comfortable going small. They're comfortable with how good Drew Eubanks has been off the bench. It's not like that. I'm just talking like for insurance purposes, I thought they might let Baji get a jersey. You know, he's a two-way guy. They, they've they seen him a lot more than I have because I've seen him none except for some YouTube highlights. So they know what they've got. Um, and I, I, I trust them to know what they've got. So it, to me... Uh, the thing that's notable about Greg Brown is that he's the one they think needs seasoning and he doesn't have a spot in the NBA rotation and that the two-way guys, for now, make, it makes more sense or there's not a flex role for him, but it makes, for a variety of reasons, it likely makes more sense for those dudes to be on be in, on the inactive roster each night and just be practicing with the Blazers and traveling a little bit and just like seeing the NBA world. That's going to do it for today's show. Come back for tomorrow's show. You're listening to Tuesday, December 13th show. Uh, we will have a show on Wednesday. The Blazers are about to... Uh 
we'll have a show on Wednesday previewing the Blazers' road trip because they're about to go on a six-game road trip. The Texas two-step. According to John Schumann of NBA.com, no team has played uh, has gone to Texas and played three straight games against the uh, Mavericks, Spurs, and Rockets since the 2018 season. Uh, the Blazers are going to be the first team to do that in four years. Let's go. Um, is that meaningful? No, but it is an interesting little note. Um, the, the NBA just hasn't given people that, or the, that the Texas three-step. They haven't given people that um, th- that kind of travel. Uh, they also head to OKC, and then they'll wrap up going through Denver. It is a brutally long trip, six games in 12 days all over the map. Um, we will preview that one on um, all over the, the state of Texas, really, <laughs> uh, but all over the middle of the map. Uh, but we will preview that road trip, talk about some other stuff on Wednesday's show. Look ahead to what the Blazers need to do in that one. So tell your pals about the show. Tell them they can get it wherever they, uh, wherever they get podcasts. Also on YouTube, tell them that it's available every single weekday and they can make it their first listen. Every Monday through Friday, start your day listening to Locked On Blazers. How about you make your second listen, Locked On Sports Today, the overarching, uh, the the 22-minute program talking about all all of the major sports leagues, the biggest stories across all the major sports leagues. Check it out on wherever you get platforms and on YouTube. It's a great show to get caught up on the biggest news the night before that you may have missed. All right, that's it. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.